Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. Another week and another Far Out Conversation. I'm here with my co-host. Go ahead and say your name so people don't get confused with our voices. Joseph. Okay. Hey, I'm PJ. <laughs> Thanks, PJ. Oh. Um today we're gonna be talking we're gonna continuing our talk. We're gonna continuing. Yes, we're gonna continue our talk about the Rosicrucians. Last week we talked about what did we talk about? <laughs> this is all you, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about the Jason Society. Yeah. Somehow we we got into a bunch of random stuff. But today we're gonna stay on topic. <laughs> we're not gonna let your mind wander today. We're not gonna wander. Paul and talking to you. Um, I can't help PJ, it. That's what, what do you happens. think? Rosicrucian you know stands what? for. Well, it. I first want to say. I'm not going to wonder, but those who wonder are not lost. Do you have that? Uh, you we like, see we're starting to wonder. We're starting you, uh, to wonder. Are you what are you starting to stay, wonder? Let's stay on topic. Well, I the question what is, is, what are you starting to wonder? I'm not wondering anything. Well, that's what you said. We're starting to wonder. Well, I'm not wondering because I'm not so lost. So, Rosicrucians? Rosicrucians. What is it? What were you going to say? What does Rosicrucian what does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, it, it means mean? Uh, a Rasta Christian. <laughs> like okay, Rasta, so bro. Rosa means rose. Rose, and then Rosa. Cross as cross. Rose cross. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to get a little bit off topic, but their oh name is Rose. Rose Chris. Rose Rosa. cross. Rosa, get over here, Rosa. Her name is Rose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I just think that's a weird name for a kid, Rose. <laughs> um,. Uh, not, not really. Cause I mean, there's a lot of, there's so Rose. many of them that it's not like a, it doesn't seem like a weird thing Hope. anymore. But anyway, so Rose Rosemary. Cross, basically it means Rose Cross, Rose Christians, yes. Rose Cross. <clears throat> Why Rose Cross though? I'm not sure. Did you ever come across that? Did I come across? This is your topic. I know, but I never, I didn't go, I didn't, I never tried to see why it was called Rose Cross. It's usually like the whole so, first part of looking into someone of why they're no, called. No, so no, what? Do, what do you? What it. symbol do they use? The rose and the cross. What does that look like? Uh, looks like a rose with a cross. <laughs> okay, so you don't even know what the symbol is looks it a like. Cross but this is what made out of roses. Go what? ahead. Tell us. What, tell us about it, PJ. Well, it one of the one of the symbols they use are uh, one of the ancient Egyptians, right? So uh-huh. look look that up, Google it, so you can see what it looks like. So I don't have to describe it to you, and you can describe it Ancient to the listeners. Egyptians, yeah. <laughs> Just type in Rose Cross e- Egypt. Rose Cross Egypt. Okay. And it looks like the Yu-Gi-Oh thing. If you ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh and you know what the Yuki, the thing he had around his neck, it looks like that. So the upside down pyramid with the eyeball in it. What? No. <laughs> it that's what it said. It's even on the Wikipedia. So what is it? Tell me. I'm trying to bring it up for you. So you it can sounds see it. like you thought I was confused, but you're the confused one. <coughs> <coughs> that's what it looks like. Rose cross. Okay. What it what does that look like? It still looks like something from Yu-Gi-Oh, but go ahead. Uh it looks like an Egyptian 
thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is it called, Joseph? I don't know. You don't even know what it's called. I think it's called a conk. Conk? I think it's called that. You want me to look up what it's called? Yes. I forget what it's called. Um. Okay. It starts with Egyptian. a C. Egyptian. But can we can we keep talking while we're looking this up? Well, let me talk, and you can look it up yourself. Well, an ank. An ank. An ank. Yes. A-N- an ank. <coughs> okay, so. Guys, what did you say it was called? Ank. Ank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was close. Ank. <laughs> okay, okay, so what's your point? So uh, if you look, the point is you, you ask, what is a rose cross? What it, what is it? And I said, what is a symbol, right? Yes. And I said, well, it's basically a symbol that they took from the ancient Egyptians, which is an ankh. An ankh is basically one of those things that looks like basically a human head on a cross, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where their rose cross comes from. Okay. Because from my knowledge, uh, Rosh Christians, uh, they ba- they're basically took a lot of the information from, I would say they're basically uh, a cornucopia of things that came together. Right. So from my understanding, they took a lot of things from ancient Egypt, the mysticism of ancient yes. Egypt, the mysticism from Jews, from Christians, from Muslims, the uh, secret schools the, of ancient the, Egypt, the secret things of uh, a little bit of Atlantis that you may be bringing up. Uh, and they okay. basically took all that mysticism and knowledge and, and had their own thing. Now, the modern day uh Rosa Christians are are a little different. They're they're not Rosa Christians. Rosa Christians, Rosa Christians, Crucians, Croutons, the Rose Crosses. Okay, yes. they they've kind of uh, they're kind of a little not necessarily what the ancient Rosa Christians were. How so? In their they they're really not that deep into the mysticism as as they, they were before. Are they are, but. I would say the secret society ones, not the ones which you would say are the grunts of the people. Oh, okay, 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 yes. Like right? the surface level. Yeah, the surface yeah. level ones who actually come out on videos and say, well, it's all about knowledge and, and mm-hmm. us being able to have that and, and seeking it and doing all this, blah, blah, blah. But I would say the secret society, the deeper, the the higher level ones uh, are more into the mysticism. Yes. Yes. That is one hundred percent correct. I think um, I think modern Rosicrucians are into the mysticism. I think that's the whole essence of being a Rosicrucian is like being into the secret schools. But instead of me talking about, it, let's go ahead and let's see what the Rosicrucians have to say about their oh secret fuck, society. Did I start it. Okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to say that. All right, let's see what they have to say. The Rosicrucian path is the journey of the mystic. Few souls brave it at any single time. Yet, it is this internal voyage that has rewarded many of our greatest minds with the ability to enrich the world. And I just want to say this comes from the official Rosicrucian um, website. Well, not the website, but like their YouTube channel. It's called Rosicrucian TV, so not very secret. Um... And while this guy is talking, a bunch of occult imagery is popping up, like ancient Egypt. And they built like this, um, I guess it's like their Mecca or their Salt Lake City version, but it's in Los Angeles. 
and there's a giant Rosicrucian thing. Like we were just talking about the Ankh. It's like tiled out with um, stuff. So they're still into occult things. And the reason I was reading the book about the Rosicrucians, it was written in the 1800s by a guy named Max Heindel. And he said the reason they chose Los Angeles was because of the energy of the area. I had read at one point they had it like their head things was was in San Jose. Oh, it might be in San Jose. And not Los Angeles. Well, it's somewhere in California. But the guy was like, oh, there's something about the energy here or the vortex. or I heard the same thing, but it was San Jose, not Los Angeles. Well, it might be San Jose. Why didn't they go to Crestum? I don't know because the, because the weather is people. nice in California and they were yeah. like oh the weather's nice here the, year round the energy dude the energy here is great yeah and then the one inter- of them, the low humidity energy is great over the low here. humidity perfect weather <laughs> all year round especially uh, the wildfires <laughs> <laughs> all right let's continue this video but it is a pilgrimage each individual must travel in their own time for it reveals the path of knowing. It transcends time and space. This path of the Rosicrucian reveals higher truths for personal evolution. You are invited to witness its sacred history. Atlantis. For centuries, scholars have argued over the existence of an advanced civilization with vast technological, scientific, and spiritual knowledge. Okay, so... Their Atlantis. Whole, their whole Check this out. Check Atlantis. out Atlantis. Their whole background is, ba- like their origin story is Atlantis. And what they say about the Atlanteans is that they didn't really care about anything except knowledge and getting wiser and wisdom. Oh, can I, uh, can okay. I uh, say something? Because we were talking about the emblems and everything. And one of the things that we were talking about is the ancient Egyptian Ankh. Yes. Well, their their world, the Russia Christians' worldwide emblem, I would say, is not necessarily the Ankh. Okay. It, it they've actually, it's it's like a triangle shape that has a cross in the middle. They've up, they've updated their. Uh, yeah, but it basically just imagine an Ankh that has the the arms, and the lower portion connected. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the like so the almost like a diamond. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of, but like it's that, a triangle. Just that that bottom part. Yeah, that though. bottom Shine part. Like yeah. A diamond. Yeah. So that's that's basically their 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 new or or maybe their old whatever uh, worldwide emblem of mm. the Rosh Creation. I can or, taste. Uh, I taste a little pussy in this water. But go ahead. Okay. And so their origin story comes out from Atlantis and the Atlanteans. According to them, they didn't really care about anything except like knowledge and um, like advancing their spiritualness. Mm-hmm. So they thought that money and power and all of that was just a distraction from learning more about themselves and the universe. Mm-hmm. Just purely like scientific and knowledge based. Yeah, they didn't uh, really care much for money or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and one of the things is that they weren't very religious based either. They were more of they wanted your your they wanted the humans to have that more knowledge, mystical. They're the ones who have that information mm-hmm. and continue to increase their knowledge and wealth. And yeah, basically, since we're gonna since you brought up religion, 
their idea is that the universe is one and like we're one with the universe and our goal on earth is to become closer to the universe and eventually transcend our bodies here and become one with the universe and they call the universe god too so it's basically like some new agey type things yeah um would they go by karma i am i'm not sure Gotta get good karma, but bro. they also bring up religions and they're like they have some spicy takes about black people and uh spicy takes huh uh and eastern religions uh, they believe that each religion is specific to each race mm-hmm. and that it's adapted to each race. So the the more advanced you are, the more advanced your religion is. Mm-hmm. And they said like um, something about East. the reason East Asian religions don't transfer well to the West is because they're not sophisticated enough or I don't know. Basically, there is, is the West or the East Asians not sophisticated enough. The East Asian religions aren't. Like Buddhism, Hinduism, like they're not sophisticated enough for the West. Mm. I think that's what it said. Okay. Basically, it said like the the stupider you are, the stupider religion you're in. You're the stupider your religion is. Stupid, stupid, stupider. Okay. Yeah. So most of the Western religions are like um, Harvard grade Christianity, Judaism, uh, New Age. Um. Atheism, I don't th- atheism is on the rise. Well, uh, the book was written in like the 1900s, so there wasn't like any of that stuff. So it was more of Christianity. Yeah, Catholicism. So basically, he thought like the more complex uh, people are, and the guy who wrote the book also, he I think he was like one of the top most Christians. He also said something along the lines of, uh, "Black people and Asians all look alike because they're not as." advanced as white people so <laughs> he said black people and asians are look alike yeah that they're different their differentiation in their features are because there's no differentiation in their features is because they're simple people they're not as advanced so they're basically were racist like the mormons were at the beginning yeah okay and it's funny because one of the guys at videos i watch for the Rosicrucians is a black guy <laughs> that's yeah, about funny uh, you're chosen, but you can't be colored chosen. <laughs> you're you a out. spiritual being, but you're the skin color on earth. It matters. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's play. Let's go into clip number two. Y'all comfortable with that? Or are you going to complain? I got clips. Uh, as long as you don't play the whole video and you actually have insight coming from. You, like I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The first king of Egypt was chosen among the Atlanteans and later Thutmose III, in addition to serving as pharaoh, together with his co-pharaoh Hatshepsut, organized the mystery schools together as a single order. Thutmose III was a very controlling and organizing individual. One of the things he was very interested in was the already operating classes concerning mysticism looking into the mysteries of life and he organized them from disparate groups to one solid class let me just say right now this sounds like a funny tv show documentary that they very poorly put together 
this uh, announcer guy is not a very good narrator voice. He so <laughs> and then the guy that interview is, I kind of don't know. Didn't really come with a speech or description in mind. Kind of just making it so, up as I go. So the uh, voiceover guy sounds like he. The the more you listen to him, he sounds like he's from like New York. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. has that Boston. Yeah, from Boston, and he has like some of that. Some of that. Uh, so yeah, his guy. accent comes out a little bit yeah. sometimes. And then Pharaoh, this guy. All right, listen. <laughs> you don't I'm from sound Boston, like from Boston, and I'm a Rosicrucian. It's a Joysy thing. You it's, wouldn't understand. Oh, it's Joysy now. Okay. So get my um, very Joysy heavy. So now it's Joysy. They say their their origins are from Atlantis, but the mystery schools and all that starts in ancient Egypt, like the yeah. Like the oh, of course said. it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't try to backtrack it though. You won't find it. All right. It won't all connect. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go into clip number two. I mean, clip number three, sorry. <laughs> Houses of life, sometimes called mystery schools. Called. Quad. <laughs> yeah, you see, it It came out a little bit. You're slipping there, Mr. Rosicrucian, man. You're and then he goes, it's important. Very and important. I got doc, doc, this documents. It's very important that your skin tone's not too dark. <laughs> which were attached to each temple. It was well documented between Herodotus and Plato that the Greek traditions owed much to Egyptian priests. Both men had visited Egypt and learned of many similarities in their pantheons. There existed a strong tradition which claimed the great sages of ancient Greece obtained their knowledge from the Egyptian teachers. It was claimed that many among them were initiated into the mysteries, thus assuring the transmission of Egyptian learning into the Greek world. I just want to say, go Sox. (laughs) (laughs) And would you say, so would you say, (laughs) that's like Chicago. (laughs) Red Sox. That's Boston. Oh, yeah, Red Sox. Red Sox are also the Sox. Um, (laughs) But uh, would you you say, so are we, are they kind of saying that uh, Rosicrucians, Rosicrucians? Rosicrucians. Rosicrucians. You keep saying Christians. I don't know. Just uh, stop. That, uh, That it originated or it, its origin is not necessarily from Atlantis, but from the Egypt, ancient Egyptians. That's so the knowledge originated in Atlantis, it, and the Egyptian pharaohs got their knowledge from the Atlanteans and kept it going. So it's not and that they're not eventually transferred to the Greeks. So what? But so right at at this point in time, they're just saying where the Rosa. The origination from where it. they where they're getting their information from, not necessarily that they had started all the way back then, right? No, they did start from back. Oh, they, yeah, they didn't start in Atlantis, but that's where like the mystery. Well, not the mystery. The, schools, you but just that's heard where, like the, the pharaoh and that's his where, co-pharaoh, that's where, which is the first time so I've that, ever heard of co-pharaoh. That's where they're getting their mysticism. <laughs> they from. were uh, queers. <laughs> they're 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 getting their mysticism from that. The, the, the Pharaoh had his partner, Cole Pharaoh. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> so they're not necessarily like it didn't necessarily start in Egypt. Like the name and the society didn't start in Egypt. No, but the secret schools did. Yeah, Pharaoh and his co-Pharaoh started the secret schools. It's not so secret anymore. Okay, now let's get into the one where what is the mystery of? Rush Christians. Oh, let's get into it. Play the clip. 
word mystery derives from the Greek mysterion, or secret rites, coming from the Greek muo, meaning to close, as in to close the eyes or mouth, to be silent. Mysteries does not necessarily imply that a tradition is mysterious. It implies that its members are formally initiated and remain silent about it. The following is an exploration of four mystery traditions. So be silent about it. What does that mean? Secret. Society? Yes. And... The definition for mystery is, by the way, is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. Well, uh, this guy from Boston, he knows what's up. He's from Boston. He says park instead of park. He says car instead of car. And he says water instead of water. (laughs) (laughs) He knows what he's saying. He knows what. He's East Coast. You don't understand. All right. Keep it going. All right. So... In this book that I read, written by one of the founders of Rosicrucianism, well, one of the head guys, he talked about how um, they were also into, like, uh, what's it called when they read the stars? Astrology. Astrology, yes. Or astronomy. Yes, astronomy. <laughs> no, astrology is Cancer and yeah, yeah. Taurus. And yeah, yeah. They were really into that. And they thought that they could read people's, like, f- well, not their futures, but... They could tell a lot about a person, like how many times they've been to Earth, because they also believe in like reincarnation and that, you know, like I said before, like you you come to Earth multiple times to try to um, improve your soul. Mm-hmm. Like um, they believe like some people have mongrel souls that don't really know anything. That's why they're black or Asian. <laughs> and uh, that's like the starting level one then. yeah and like the more advanced you get the, the whiter your skin gets <laughs> the, and the more round down. your eyes get the, this where did you hear this from uh it's in the book it's called the rosicrucian mysteries oh wow that's their that's terrible that's their beliefs um <clears throat> but they don't believe that anymore because one of the guys so what happened to like say Middle Eastern people who have round eyes but are darker um, skin tone. Well, they're just dark. They're not well, white. And, and that's the thing, right, is that it originated in Egypt. Most Egyptians are not light-skinned individuals. Well, that's what this guy. Well, this guy was well, also in the Well, that's because, 1900s. exactly, it, it, the, the start of when they decided to create their own order here I or think wherever. They were just trying to rationalize like why people are darker and look yeah. different. And, and they were like, hey, let's get some uh, mongrel souls over here yeah. to work them out a little bit in America yeah. so they can be reincarnated. Well, and <laughs> well, to, white. To, to go back to uh, uh, reading the stars and to kind of understanding the stars, that's one of the things of like the Magi of Persia's, of Persia, right? The, 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 the kind of wise men mm-hmm. of Persia were ones who like read the stars and looked at those kinds of things and yeah. and, and, and understood like uh, the rotation of the earth and things like that in, in those particular times. Or kind of knew the mysticism of, uh, of things, right? The Magi. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll give the basis of what you're saying. Okay. But where is this Jacob, going to? Well, it's, it's kind of just going off of what Jacob was saying is – like the astronomy and things like that back in the day of 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 ancient Persia, the wise men of ancient Persia were the magi. Mm. And the magi would be the ones to read read the stars, 
have that knowledge, maybe actually part of this uh, mystery school or whatever back in the day. Yeah. Like they would get um, vinegar and then they would pour baking soda into it and then it would go and they'd be like magic. Yeah. Or they put a Mentos in Coke and then it would explode and yeah. they're like magic. magic. Yeah. Because they don't know if you put Mentos in Coke. Yeah. Like, what happens to it? Not yeah. a lot of people knew that. Yeah. So they wouldn't tell them that if they put these two chemicals together, it would make a spark. Uh-huh. They became like kings or yeah. queens, yeah. like right hand. Yeah. And that was back in the tricks. day. That was back in the day when they used to put cocaine in ancient Egypt and in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Coca-Cola. Coke. Yeah. yeah. They used to ship it from uh, Colombia. Worldwide. But um, dang, in the ancient Egypt times, huh? Yeah. they The Colombians were even doing it then. Yeah. Well, they call it the the so nickname for baby? Egyptians were Mister Internationals. Now that's a that's an ancient order right there. Yeah. Well, it goes back. Um, Pure uncut uh, coca. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but kind of going back to uh, to Rosicrucian. Um, and the Rosicrucians, Rosicrucians, they also, um, back in the 1900s, since they believed in astronomy and they believe that, uh, like they can read a person, uh, read a person's like future or like what their spirit level is at. Mm-hmm. People started sending them money to like, kind of um, like astrology. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is astrology, but they didn't really believe they can tell a person's future. So they had to send a bunch of money back. They, they, they pocketed half. Mm-hmm. And they sent the other half back. <laughs> and um Just note it as unreadable. Yeah. They the also believed back. a lot in like um astral projection. Mm-hmm. Like uh once you get advanced enough, you can astral project yourself into different things. And did you just say astral project yourself? Yeah. So what you do is you you prostrate you, you like you get into like a doggy style position. Not like you're going to be the, the giver, but you're the receiver. I would assume like just on all fours. Yes. It's a weird way to put it. And then you you, you stick your butt up. You put your head down. Uh-huh. You put your head down and you stick your butt up. Uh-huh. And then your your soul comes out through your anus. It like shoots you out. Like And then mm-hmm. do you some have say. To, but do you have to fart? so that it Yeah, that's what I was just about to get to. So the Rosicrucians, they, they know when someone's astral projecting. Uh-huh. Once they hear a little. Oh, that so means it's just a little. It's body. just a that little one. That means it, it started. Yeah, and the Rosicrucians used to. There was a really big issue because once people were astral projected, they'd get out of their body and they'd go into these other realms. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the Rosicrucians used to take advantage of each other, and they only found out because some guy woke up with his butt sore. Mm-hmm. Well, he was gay and he knew that that was from anal sex, mm-hmm. and. They found out there was a real, really big scandal in the Rosicrucian order because there was a guy raping people. Like they were closeted homosexuals. Interesting. So no, they then, weren't closeted. So this brings up a, probably a point that I, I, may, I might have. Is, they weren't closeted um, because they weren't in a closet while they were doing it. They were in a room. So this may be, bring up a point that I may have is at the beginning of the show, you told me not to wonder. No, these are actual facts. Oh, okay. Also, I just want to say I may have been astral projecting a lot this morning then, at least trying to, because it was just like... No, um, <laughs> were you prostrating yourself and sticking your butt up? No, and it was just You have when to I... spread your cheeks as well. Oh, then And no. they say you got to bleach and wax your anus. To like allow a lot the spirit to... to... 
come out. They uh, did that back then in Egypt times? Yes, yes. Why wow. do why do your uh, ancient stories always turn into something like this? Uh, With the anus. That's just, you know, ancient, you know, when we talk about these Luciferian societies, it, it all has to do with sex stuff. So that's why it usually goes into that. Okay. Gotcha. I you mean, know? that's like, it's always in the background of. It's because. um, reli- Different kind of weird in, religions. And like satanic rituals and stuff like that. There's these different levels of, um, I forgot what it's called. It's like, you know, like different levels of like uh, getting into like, I don't know what the proper word is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Getting into different okay, levels. Okay. So, so like one level is like banging on the drums, you know, uh-huh. like everybody's banging on the drums. Uh-huh. And then there's another level. Like your level on the totem pole? Like no, 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 not level on the totem pole. Just like level of like the spiritualness, like the feeling you get. Oh, okay. And then another level is like people singing like, ah, bah, 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 and everybody's like kind of like vibing. Thank you. I didn't and know what then, singing sounded like. I'm glad and you then there's another level where like you do animal sacrifices. <clears throat> and so like the vibe and like the closer to the spiritualness gets a lot higher. And then there's another level with human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then like that, the level, get, like the, I forgot the word. I, I'll look it up. You know, like the vibe, I'll just call it vibes. Like the vibes get like even more intense. So what they like to do, like Satanists, is they like to uh, bang the drums, have people singing, sacrificing animals, mm-hmm. sacrificing people. Um and usually what they'll have is a redhead because the devil loves redheads. Mm-hmm. And they'll have the redhead make love to the Baphomet thing. Like the statue or the yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. So like, they'll, so like there's different levels of like the thing. So they try to increase it. Gotcha. I forgot what the proper word is that they say that they use. Proper. But, but uh, I'll look it up. You should do that. And I just digressed into something. Yeah. Let's go into this next part of numbers and the Rosicrucians. Beginning number. Former imperator of the Rosicrucian order, Ralph M. Lewis, wrote, Pythagoras also assigned moral qualities to numbers. These meanings were not understood by the uninitiated, and taken literally or without further qualification, they often seemed ludicrous. Like the One rapper? was the point of beginning. The absolute. It, likewise, depicted the reason, the mind cause. Two stood for opinion. Four represented justice and stability of character. Five represented marriage because it consisted of the unity of the odd and even numbers, two and three. Five was also held to be the key to the laws of color. Seven was said to represent opportunity, but it also symbolized Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Even more importantly, Pythagoras taught that wisdom consisted in knowing how to count to ten. He created the Holy Tetractus, made up of the first four numbers, one, two, three, four, which when added together are ten. They represent in order the point, the line, the plane, and the solid. This Tetractus was therefore the basis of the cop. So what, let me get this straight. What these laws taught... Yeah, go ahead numbers. and tell it to me. With the numbers. So what does it tell me? Answer me this. What does the number 2,563,921 okay, represent? Me tell, <laughs> it represents Boston. 
because if you look, if you add up the coordinate points, it comes out to that number. I see. So, so everything, that's what the law taught. everything goes back to Boston, <laughs> the Boston Tea Party. That's real history right there. That's American history. We love American history in Boston. We're mix, very patriotic. You have a mix of Jersey and Boston in there. <laughs> Anyways, so what I want to say is, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, he he puts one as a point, two as a line, three as a dot, three is a square, mm. and four is a cube. Mm-hmm. And actually, whenever you project, um, like, let's say, for example, if you go into a higher dimension and you project onto a two-dimensional, it always loses one dimension, right? Uh-huh. So, like, let's say if I have a sphere and I project it onto a 2D surface, it becomes a circle. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was interesting when I was looking at this. Like, he was like, one is Not the if point. you have 3D glasses on. I get, yeah, I guess. Okay. He's okay. high right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was interesting because if you have, if you're in 2D space, the 2D becomes uh, one dimension, it becomes a dot. Mm-hmm. And then a, a three-dimensional becomes a two-dimensional. And a four-dimensional becomes a three-dimensional. Yeah, because you just go down one. Yeah. So you, whenever you're projecting... Uh, something onto a plane, mm-hmm. it goes down one dimension. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Well, what does that say? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I lost my point of view. About the one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he has a dot for the one, a line for the two, a square for the three, and a cube for the four. And if you And if you have a four-dimensional object and you project it, to a, to a plane, it becomes a cube. So give us just a, a quick, like, rundown of what we've gone over to from, like, beginning to end of, like, their, from their creation to where they're at right now. So when they started, they, they got, <laughs> they started in Atlantis. Uh-huh. And then the, the two pharaohs, <laughs> the co-pharaohs, <laughs> two dudes, just pharaohs. Um, two pharaoh bros. They started the secret schools. Uh-huh. And they're trying to learn about the universe, their place in the universe, uh, and basically the mysteries. Kind of like first-gen scientists or something. Or astronomers, uh, astrologists. Yeah, but they're more into like occulty type things, mm-hmm. not yeah. not science-y type well, things. Well, and it, it's one of the things that where Rosicrucians actually... There you go. They get a lot of their mysticism from, like I was saying, like a, it's a cornucopia of different mysticisms from different areas, right? Mm-hmm. The Muslims have a mysticism uh, part. Jews have mysticism, which is Kabbalah. You have the Magi of the uh, of the uh, of the Persians, mm-hmm. and then you have also the ancient Egyptians of these these two uh, Pharaoh, uh, mm-hmm. fairy fairy pharaohs. Yeah, and like that, I uh, mentioned before, the they believe that each group of people were given like their unique understanding of the universe, but it's all tied together. Well, it, I got a little lost in the, the Kabbalah. Aspect Wait, of, uh, can you oh. hold on that? Cause yeah. I want to, I want to okay. play this next clip. 
As Hellenistic civilization blended with Egyptian life during the Ptolemaic dynasty after Alexander the Great, the teachings of the Houses of Life eventually evolved into the Hellenistic Corpus Hermeticum, a collection of philosophical writings and the practical Hermetica. It is this ancient knowledge, credited to Hermes Trismegistus, that has survived through the ages and is said to have influenced many of the major religions including Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Among the most interesting modes of transmission were the Sabians of Haran, on the border of modern-day Turkey and Syria, practicing Neo-Pythagoreanism, Neoplatonism, and alchemy. They adopted the Hermetic Corpus Hermeticum as their scriptures, and within Islam successfully identified Hermes Trismegistus with the Quran's Idris Enoch. Being the home... And what Hermes Trismegistus is, it's the combination of Hermes, the the messenger god, mm -hmm. and Trismegistus, which is, I think he's some god in ancient Egypt who was also like a messenger. And what they believe is like uh, Hermes Trismegistus gave humans the knowledge of stuff. Yep. And let me trust stuff. Basically, like if you reach a certain level of uh, of knowledge and wisdom, then you are you get you start getting bestowed with more of this knowledge that is uh, further than the humans yeah. at that time have. The darker yeah. So humans. he basically gives knowledge of the material and spiritual world. Yeah, uh, but but of a lot more of it, right? Yeah. So you're getting you're not just getting a. So a, it's like a, oh, you start off with oh, I have this stick, I can make fire, but it's like okay, well now you can make a shelter out of these, and then from there mm -hmm. you can cut it up and make lumber out of yeah, it. Yeah, but also you start getting into a, a portion where you go into the spiritual realm and understanding. Uh, powers of deities mm -hmm. and what they're capable and able to do, astral projectors, you know, things like that. Cha so change things, do things. How would they, I guess, figure that out? It's like okay, well, well we give you, we give you this knowledge because they're giving them the not only the the knowledge but showing them how as well. Well, yeah, well, the way I guess the way I took it is like it's earned because you know the knowledge and you kind of seek you understand it but i was at work when they're just giving them the knowledge well like, oh it's you know so let me give you well, more oh it, you know that now because we gave it to you so let me give you more yeah well it's because you've reached a higher level right mm -hmm. so you're but how do you reach that higher level is my question well by you, following the hermetic principles by by seeking it and and look and searching for it and and putting yourself on that higher pedestal basically but they're giving it to you you well, how do you earn it? I don't but, understand. Well, until well you, you follow the hermetic principles, which they are. So if they, if you keep following the knowledge that they give you, they give you more. Is mm -hmm. I, I guess that's that to to simplify it. Yes. Okay. However, some of the other mysticism of different religions are a little different. Mm -hmm. I would assume so. But I was just confused. So there. the way you get these. Uh, this knowledge is following the Hermetic principles uh -huh. from Hermes Trismegistus. Uh -huh. and the first principle is the principle of mentalism. So, and the uh, this idea is like the all the all is mind and the universe is mental. So, like mm -hmm. everything is like a projection of our thoughts. Gotcha. You know, so like we can influence. Um, 
the world with our thoughts. Like, um, have you, it's kind of like that experiment where you keep thinking of something to manifest it. Yeah. Like, like, um, it's sort of like, have you ever heard of Schrodinger's box? Schrodinger's box. Schrodinger's box. You don't know box. what's in it. No, it's like, like a, there's a cat in it or, so not like, or something like that. Yeah, there's a cat in it and there's poison in the box. Mm-hmm. And the the cat is both dead and alive. Yeah. But when you open the box, you it the cat is either dead or alive. Yeah. It can be so, both inside the box, but until you lift it up You won't know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. And like that double slit experiment where um I forgot what it does. Like it, it splits if you look at it, but if you don't look at it, it goes in through one of them. Do any of y'all know that experiment? No. So basically, like no. So basically, there's this idea that there's this there's gravity, there's electromagnetism, and then there's this other force. But then there's this fourth force called the human consciousness, and our consciousness can project like what we think can influence the world. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Okay, now we go into the like second. Like your, your thoughts and everything actually have an effect on yes. what's outside of you. Yes. Because your universe and the mind co- are the same thing. Maybe, kind of. Well, yeah. They interact. Basically, the mind can influence reality. Gotcha. The second hermetic principle is the principle of correspondence. So as above, so below. The third principle is the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Like we have our own vibration level. Yeah. So, and you can vibrate at a different level and like move through universes and stuff. That's what we were talking about the last one we were talking about. How Mm -hmm. it's like you're off by two digits or whatever of the vibration Mm -hmm. uh, rate. You that's another up. thing he brings up in the book. This guy named. Um, Do you think that's why people Max maybe Handel. maybe people who have seizures are like have gone to another dimension or another universe? Uh, no, because no, they're not vibrating. Just a medical <laughs> condition that. But they look like they're vibrating on the floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Nah. And he actually brings up uh, in the book. Uh, what's his name? Max Heindel. He brings up like vibration and the the Rosicrucians believe in like different vibrations. He's like, I was testing vibrations on my wife and she almost went into a different dimension. She said she was in heaven. Yeah. So you can you can test that out by getting a vibrator and shoving it up your butt. The fourth hermetic principle is a principle of polarity. So everything is dual. Mm-hmm. The black and the white. The Asian and the non Asian. The light and the dark. Yes. The cream and the crop. Yin and the yang. Yin and the yang. The bing and the bang. The cock and the vagina. Okay. okay. Now it's a problem to say. I would have thought cock and the hen, but, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Cock and the hen, too. The trans woman, the trans man. Yin and yang. All right. So the the fifth hermetic principle is the principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Mm-hmm. Everything has tides rising and falling. Mm-hmm. Pendulum swings mm-hmm. back and forth. So they got the rhythm. So the black people got got that <laughs> on point because they got rhythm. The white people need to work on that because they ain't got no rhythm. The sixth hermetic principle is cause and effect. Uh-huh. 
You put sperm inside of a woman, she becomes pregnant. The cause is the sperm. The effect is the baby. Uh huh. You inject semen into another man. Uh huh. You get AIDS. The cause is the sperm. <laughs> That's how it works. The practice. Okay. The end. The cause is the sperm. The effect is AIDS. Okay. I don't think so. You give someone a rusty trombone. <laughs> the cause is, is a rusty trombone. Is monkeypox. The effect is monkeypox. <laughs> oh, the effect is monkey. Yes. It's cause and effect. Uh-huh. Yin and yang. I like how everyone was sexual. <laughs> yeah. Well, because <laughs> when you get into these occult practices, everything becomes sexual. That's very true. Okay. Here's a seventh hermetic principle. The principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything has its masculine. Everything has its feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gender manifests on all planes. Mm-hmm. So that's bigotry. I feel like you're you're being bigoted because you know. Go ahead. There's not just masculine and feminine anymore. What is there? So is there a new level now? Well, you can be both masculine and feminine. You're you. It is possible now to have a feminine penis mm. gotcha. and a masculine vagina. Mm-hmm. And a feminine booty, mm-hmm. and a masculine booty, mm-hmm. and a feminine breast, mm-hmm. and a masculine pecs. Mm-hmm. See, pecs and breasts are the same thing, but we call one titties mm-hmm. and we call one pecs. Is which you, would you call different? But okay. But would you call this wondering and then on t- on a tangent? No, okay. we call this the principle of gender and the hermetic principles. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the next one? That's it. That's the end of the hermetic principles. Okay. So you follow those principles and you gain enlightenment and understanding and advance your soul throughout the universe. Okay. So what I'm getting at, if you could help us, because I feel like we're kind of uh, went to a whole different thing. Rooster Christians is basically a mysticism cult or uh, belief system. What what exactly is the their belief system? All the above. And that's the... They believe in the Hermetic Principles and in Hermes Trismegistus, and they believe in astrology. They believe in astral projection, basically all like the occultish things. Mm-hmm. And like they, they think that they're they're put on Earth to advance their soul and to eventually become gods themselves. And to slowly become more white. Yes. So, would you say like albinos are the ultimate chosen ones, or like right on that? Yeah, final step because of becoming a god. Because some no, cultures because in society see them as uh, afflicted. Yeah, and they uh, literally kill, they go out to kill them. They find them to kill them. Uh, no, there's nothing about killing albinos <laughs> or albinos <laughs> being the chosen ones. But let's go ahead and get into our next clip. You really need Christianism and Martinism, and Kabbalah remains an important aspect of the teachings. Of I think I uh. Went ahead too much. <laughs> also, and you really yeah, need to work on that sound of it. You turn it as you turn it, it around. I don't hear it. Whenever I'm doing the podcast and I'm listening to it, I don't hear it. Really? No. Because okay. I can hear it. Well, it doesn't come up on the thing. Okay. And I was going to say, you probably don't hear it because you don't have your headphones on like we do. Well, you hear it, but it, I'm saying I have my headphones on when I'm editing the podcast. And I don't hear it. Mm. All right, let's go into the next one. There are strong connections with Kabbalah in Rosicrucianism and Martinism, and Kabbalah remains an important aspect of the teachings of the traditional Martinist order. 
Kabbalah can be difficult and confusing. Different books say different things. Any two books on Kabbalah may address completely different topics, or they may provide conflicting definitions and interpretations of the same material. In addition, authors use different English spellings for the same Hebrew terms. So what is Kabbalah? There's several... So, Paul, as the uh, <laughs> podcast Jew, what would you have to say about that? Is that as the resident the authority on Jewishness and Hebrew... <laughs> Go ahead. Your master's it. in Jewology. So here's the thing. Uh, Kabbalah is it would is what you would call the mysticism mystic, mysticism of uh-huh. the Jewish religion. Yes. Okay. Now a lot will see that mysticism the mysticism in Kabbalah is not good and 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 they kind of uh, turn it into something that it to me and my understanding is not okay. Mm-hmm. And what I understand of Kabbalah is that. There is uh, such a thing as mysticism, okay? But you don't reach that level until you really truly understand the word uh, as far as like the Torah, the Tanakh, mm-hmm. and that you understand it and you, you, you believe it in a way that when you learn the, myst- the mysticism portion of it or the Kabbalah part of it, you still stay true to what uh, the Torah and the Tanakh give you because a lot of people can get lost in it mm-hmm. and decide that they become their own God or own deity because they're like, Oh, I figured out how to do these particular things. Mm-hmm. Right. So Kabbalah is basically the mist, the, the mysticism portion of Judaism. Mm-hmm. And when you've reached a certain level of righteousness and understanding, you are able to understand Kabbalah in a way that is that that I would say kind of uh, raises you to another spiritual level. So would you say like rank one through ten, you have to be rank nine? I would say that you would have to rank to a certain level so you don't get uh, lost in, let's say like alchemy, right? Uh-huh. Like it's it's a certain thing that people get lost and they turn evil into they make it into evil things yeah as opposed to what it was it's originally intended for right yeah. so Kabbalah is is intended to continue to bring good mm-hmm. right so your spirituality your it's level like, and the be, the abilities that you can possess mm-hmm. is is for good but people make it into a religion and say oh it's because i want to it, it, they make it separate from judaism they make it for their own personal gain yeah and they and they turn it into they make it in into a, its own separate religion mm-hmm. separated from judaism and and something that it's not mm. you know and so uh, kabbalah like i said kabbalah is just the the mystic portion of judaism that a lot of them don't go because it's that fear that you may turn away from God by going into it. And if you've reached the get if you start going down that rabbit hole. Yes. If, if you're not strong in Torah and all of those things, Mm -hmm. then you could lead yourself in a, in a, a, uh, in a direction to become more of like a, uh, a religion of, uh, Rosha Christian, uh, Christians or, or things like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, that's kind of basically the gist of what I have for you guys on that one. So Jacob, what? what so is so you cast spells as a Kabbalah. Uh, well, and that's the thing, right? You don't it, it, you you understand how things work in the natural state and in the spiritual state, 
and you have the ability to do certain things, but it's not it's not for that purpose. It's for more of understanding and knowledge of it. But mm-hmm. people start using that knowledge as opposed to just being, okay, I understand how God works and what he's been doing for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you can use those that knowledge for evil, and, and that's that's the problem. All right, let's see what this lady has to say about Kabbalah. different traditions that refer to themselves as Kabbalah and within each of this there are different practices and techniques. First the term Kabbalah refers to the esoteric or mystical aspect of Judaism. During the European Renaissance concepts and methods from Jewish Kabbalah were adopted by some Christian scholars and integrated into their Christian theology giving rise to what is called Christian Kabbalah. Since then, there have arisen paths that are associated with Hermetic Kabbalah and New Age Kabbalah, which is more a way of uh, applying and understanding Kabbalah in a non-religious context. So you see how I was saying they took Kabbalah into a whole different direction as opposed to what Mm -hmm. it was originally intended for? Yeah. What about the thing where the guy has the stones on his chest? Well, that's actually biblical. Okay, what was that about? So... (laughs) Because I know the end of the world, so the pre- once I get the final stone, the end of the world happens. <laughs> no. So the, so in, Sounds more like in, uh, in biblical texts, like the, Avengers. the, the Torah, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So one of the things that you have is that Moses, after he led his people out of Egypt. And the red hair, right? The what? The red hair. The red hair. The red, the red baby cow. Red hair. No, so okay, anyway, you're talking about the chest, the breast, the breastplate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That has the different color stones and yeah. it has the onyx and, and different. Thi- it's like it's like Thanos's glove, but the Jewish version. Mm, well, uh, no, it's basically what they wanted their their high priest to to garm themselves with. Uh huh. And one of those is the uh, is the breastplate that has the different stones in it, and it represented kind of almost. It was twelve stones, and it almost. It was kind of almost a representation of the 12 tribes. Okay. And the 12 apostles. Uh, I think you're thinking sure, of, uh, but The number 12 seems like Heifer, it's a magic number. Well, then you go Heifer, into... Red Heifer. You, you, maybe oh, we'll, red Heifer. Maybe we'll, go, we'll make a podcast on Kabbalah, but then you go into uh, Gematria, which is numbers in, in what... Uh, Book of Numbers. No, not the book of numbers, but no. actually it, it, it tells the, the number that that's part of one of the Kabbalah things is that the numbers tell you exactly what things mean, right? There's a number assigned to everybody. Your name has a number to it, which has meaning. Is that where they do like things. one is so, 10, two is so, so, well, 11. So in Hebrew, the actual alphabet has n- numbers to it. There's a numerical value to each of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, Right. Aleph, Daf, you know, Tev, and all of those actually have a number assigned to them. So when they're put in a, a certain uh, a form, they put they have numbers and they have a certain meaning to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Gematria, but that's a, that's something that we can make another podcast about, and we can talk about Kabbalah and its mysticism and things like that in another podcast. Since we're talking about Rusha Krishna. Russia Christians. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Jacob. Yeah. Um but to to kind of 
to kind of play off of what she said and what I was saying at the beginning is that they've taken Kabbalah into something totally different than what it was originally intended for, right? So now you have new age Kabbalah mm-hmm. and it's, oh, I'm reaching this higher spiritual level with Kabbalah, right? And that's not even what Kabbalah truly is uh, uh, of what the ancient Kabbalah was made or its origin or if it's its practices from Judaism. All right, let's get into this next clip and our final clip. The term practical Kabbalah refers to theurgy and magic, attempting to influence the divine realm and produce practical effects in the material world. Is that trying to, is that drifting away from the original intention of Kabbalah or is that the original? Well, it it was, it was kind of what I was telling you about. Like if you, if you reach a higher, if you're able to read the scriptures and understand it in a way that you reach a higher righteous level, then you can go into those things and understand kind of the deity of God and, and his powers and be able to kind of understand them, right? But what would end up happening is that people take that understanding and start using it and doing the wrong things with it. And so one of the things about mysticism and the one of the things that you hear and we hear about the Rosicrucians, right, and, and why I say they're just a cornucopia of all the different mysticisms of the different religions is that one of the main things is that they what they want to do is find out what are those powers of the different deities that they have, right? And one of those original thoughts is how did how did they um, how did God make man? How did God make the universe? Right? And they want to harness that power and do some of those things on their own. One of the things about Kabbalah is that one of the things that they wanted, and you'll we can get into this in another podcast, is that there's in Kabbalah they actually got into the point where they actually made a clay man, right? And it was called Golem. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of golems like the where they put the word into the mouth of the golem like yeah. they write some Jewish stuff on it. Yeah, and it yeah. And, and it comes alive and it's basically just a clay thing. And so it's basically okay, we took the mysticism, we understood the the uh the powers of what God did and we actually created a living thing. Mm-hmm. That's taking something and doing something bad with it when you, you shouldn't be even doing making golems using it for themselves. Yes. Because it's only there for your understanding so you know how God worked and what God did, not for you to actually use it. To practice it. it, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Because you can get lost and and turn it into bad things. Yeah. That's why why in in Judaism they say they're afraid of it and want to stay away from it because if you're not strong in Torah and Mm -hmm. in in the word, then you start veering off and and then you get people like this who make documentaries and, and say, well, it's it's a huge mysticism in Judaism and, and it turns into, and it evolves into things that it, it shouldn't be. Yetzirah, also known as the Book of Formation, is often considered the oldest Kabbalistic text whose first date of appearance is unknown and whose oral teachings may date from before the first century of the Common Era. It described in detail how God used the letters of the Hebrew alphabet to create everything in the universe. When properly interpreted, it can also be read as a meditation manual that describes a number of meditation techniques using the Hebrew letters. So ancient is this book that its origins are no longer accessible to historians. 
traditionally attributed to the biblical patriarch Abraham, some scholars date it to around the second or third century of the Common Era. There is some evidence. So yeah, so I looked up the the book of Formation Two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know how it gives you like related topics and stuff. What come? What have been the teachings of this book that got uh, kind of related to Kama you know, Sutra? No, the Book of Numbers. <laughs> what is that? What is that related to? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> that that's kind of when you type in a movie in a certain uh, thing, and and you ended up on the wrong book. <laughs> I'm just saying it was in like the related topics. Because I looked it up and it was like the second one that popped up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that one is definitely uh, for a different type of uh, numbers. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's playing on like the numbers game. Got it. Got uh, on the words. Yeah, yeah. play on words. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So the Rosicrucians also believe in the Philosopher's Stone, a stone that can be used to... Harry Potter? Yeah, they're really into Harry Potter. <laughs> so, uh, but do, it, it, new age. Do you see where? Yes, mysticism came. You know, it it was one of those things where you think of Atlantis and a lot of the those kinds of things came up. But the Roaster Christians, basically, to me, in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. they basically took mysticism from a diff a bunch of different religions and meshed them together and said these are who we are because it's basically. Just a to me, they went in a, like, cult, a, a cult of people who uh, f- have found the knowledge of mysticism in all of these religions and said, "We want all of this knowledge, yeah. and we want to we want to uh, rise ourselves to an, a, they went through a, all a higher spiritual level." Yeah, they went through all the beliefs and and religions. Like, yeah, let's get all the cool stuff that people like <laughs> and mash it into one religion. Will become like more of super cool religion to me. More of I want to get all the cool stuff that people are kind of, uh, I would say it, that they consider sacred and and, and want to kind of not go too far into. Mm-hmm. We want to bring that into us that because there's a, of, uh, there's a there's a reason that, that they must know that they don't want to get into that because it has a lot of further knowledge of the deep power that power you can do. that they want to do. So I want to yeah. take that. They're like tantalizing stuff. Like, yeah, mm, that's that. That's the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the uh, like. What's what I'm looking for? It's like Pandora's box. Yeah, but it's it's like pulling you to it. Like, uh, like yeah, it's a kind of want to do it. Yeah, I forget the word. I'm it's looking attracting. For. Yeah, it's a different word, but okay. You want to Google it so you can tell us nah, what that word is? It's too late. The moment's okay. passed. Alrighty, Jacob. Fortunately. I'm going to be honest, I didn't hear anything you just said. But they also believe in the Philosopher's Stone and that you can turn, like, this mythical stone that you can turn any metal into another metal. Or, like, basically, like, transmute uh, elements into other elements. Kind of like alchemy? Yeah. But with a single thing. So, I want, what I want to do, I I just want to wrap up this conversation and say hi to your kids, hi to your wife, because Rosicrucians are just idiots who are trying to do some stupid crap. Uh, right. That's the end of it. But yeah, you weren't but expecting that, were you? <laughs>